Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. decided to revisit a idea I had earlier um, that I abandoned for something else, but now I've gone back to it. Tonight, I'm going to do vampire stories. Yes. Yes. Creepy. And then I picked I two. I want to hear your best <laughs> vampire stories. Yes. I picked two, and they're both female vampire stories. Even better. Even better. And the fact that I do believe that both of them are true stories. How do you know that? Because the internet told me they were the And you know. <laughs> well, actually, one of them, I think, was a historical figure. And the other one, they have enough information on here that makes me think that this actually happened. Now, here's the thing, though. Um, these, you know how vampires kind of come from the area of Europe that is like Transylvania, Romania, mm-hmm. Hungary, like that sort of right. zone. So I'm going to struggle through this because I've got words from that area that I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing. (laughs) So forgive me for butchering all these words. I'm going to try my best to get through this without, you know, for being able for you guys to follow along enough to understand what I'm saying, but maybe not spelling it later because you have no idea what I actually said. We can just make up nicknames. We could. Yeah. So the first one I'm going to do is on Luana, Luana the Bloodthirster. See, they've already made up a nickname for her. She's the Bloodthirster, right. Her name, (laughs) I'll just call her Bloodthirster through this whole thing. Perfect. Um, Her name is, um, okay, Luana Constanishu. No, just Bloodthirster. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The Bloodthirster was a 27-year-old woman from Timisoria, Romania. She was said to be a devoted practitioner of a religion called... Zoroastrianism? Yes. Oh, thank God. That was hard to say. Um, it is an old religion that was looked down upon in Europe. So there's, there's three things. Zoroastrianism has got three types of things going on. There's duality, which is the two opposing concepts that can exist at the same time. Then there is... Monotheism. Thank you. Which is the belief in one God and... Polytheism. Thank you. Which is the belief in many gods. Yes. Carol, you're amazing. They also believe that good will eventually win out over evil in the end times. The practitioners of this religion were seen as witches, and the people of Timisoria ostracized those who practiced it as it opposed the Christian viewpoints that many Timisorians had. Due to her religious beliefs, Luana was singled out by a pair of ministers. They spread rumors that she worshipped Satan and she drank local children's blood. Finally, the panic and outrage over these claims eventually hit a fever pitch when on October 21st, 1909, an angry mob, you know, picture tortures and pitchforks, showed up at Luana's house and dragged her into the street. They beat her up and they left her for dead. She managed to make it to a hospital where she was treated for blunt force injuries and lacerations. However, a few days later, she checked herself out of the hospital and went back home. No one could understand why she chose to do this, but she did. The next morning, she was found dead. When they found her, she had cuts on her arms and legs, as it appears she drained her own blood into a goblet and drank it. So she really was a witch that drank blood. Or a vampire that was way into her own blood. Ew. Which is probably a narcissistic vampire. 
So the medical examiner allegedly claimed that her death was due to a combination of extreme blood loss and internal shock from ingesting the blood, which led to cardiac arrest. Authorities also found her altar, found an altar in her Wait. home. Ingesting blood causes heart, uh, because there was arrest? so much blood loss and so much ingestion. Oh, okay. She caused, drank that much she blood. She drank so much of her own blood that her heart had nothing left to pump, I think. It was all in her stomach. Ew. Yeah. How gross is that? Um, by the way, this is her death photo. Oh. Yeah. This actually looks really beautiful. And so there's some speculation that she was never beat up because obviously in this photo, she certainly doesn't look like she was beat up. No. But she is wearing lawn sleeves and a high neck, so it would be hard. Maybe they didn't hit her in the face. I wonder if uh, the fact that she had no blood in her might help like prevented bruising or something very very insightful thank you gosh josh scholar josh every time we see you (laughs) so the authorities also found an altar in her home with occult symbols and ritual herbs so here's where the story gets even a little bit more weird um a few months after her death the ministers that had started the rumors about her in the first place became sick with a blood-borne illness yeah (laughs) hex yeah girl hex yeah (laughs) they both died less than a year later Another member of the vigilante group was crushed to death by a tree. Another man died in a fire that killed him, his wife, and kids and destroyed his farm. However, even stranger still, the photo of Luana that has circulated online that shows her laying in a black dress on a couch. It is said that some people online have been experiencing weird occurrences after posting this photo online. And no, I won't be putting this one on our website. Oh. <laughs> one no, person, more, no more hexing. No more hexes for us. One person reported getting cuts and bruises on his arm overnight after posting the photo on Reddit. Another person posted her photo on Pinterest and said she had lucid dreams and sleep paralysis afterwards for several nights. You have to see this picture, though. It's pretty cool. She would dream that Luana would appear by her bed with a small knife and make slicing motions over her head. (laughs) (laughs) The woman said after she removed the image, the dreams stopped. And that is the legendary story of bloodthirster Loana Konsanishu of Timisoria, Romania. That is awesome. I've never heard that story. And I've, heard, I've heard a lot of vampire yeah, stories. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. But I just thought, you know, that was kind of a fun one just because there's a photo involved. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of gone all the way up to modern day, like, with its effect. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of fun. So my second story is about another female vampire. Her name was Elizabeth Bathory. Heard of her. Have you heard of her? So you know the story. She was a countess and she lived in Hungary. She was labeled the most prolific female murderer by the Guinness World Records because it is believed she may have murdered as many as 650 girls (gasps) between 1590 and 1610. Seriously. That number is not confirmed. I think it's highly exaggerated, but they do think she killed a lot of people. Wow. She was born in 1560 or 1561 as the daughter to a baron and baroness. It was said she was related to the Vavoid of Transylvania, the King of Poland, the Grand Duke of Lithuania, and the Prince of Transylvania. So she suffered from possible epilepsy as a child. She had multiple seizures a lot. At the time, some of her symptoms were treated by rubbing blood of someone who did not have what they called falling sickness, which was the term used for epilepsy back then. I took this directly from Wikipedia because I don't really know what it means, but the sentence says verbatim, giving the epileptic a mix of a non-sufferer's blood and piece of skull as their episode ended. (laughs) 
I don't know what you're supposed to do with skull and blood. Maybe that's how the skull and bones came to be. Maybe. The secret club. What would you nibble on the skull? Like, what do you do with it? Maybe you drink the blood out of the skull. Maybe you do, but I get the sense it's like a little fragment piece. I don't know, but it was just weird enough for me to put it in here, like, just this piece of skull. Maybe it's a big part of the cranium. I don't know, but it was weird. So at the age they got to get their calcium somehow. (laughs) Get their calcium and their blood at the same time. (laughs) So at the age of 10, um, Bathory was engaged to Fernick Natasi, and he was a son of another baron. It was a politically arranged marriage. Because her social standing was higher than his, he had to change his last name to Bathory. Go, girl. Whoa. They married when she was 15 and he was 19 on May 8th, 1575, in front of 4,500 guests. (laughs) That's a huge wedding. That is a lot of cake. Wow. That is a really big wedding. I'm not even sure I knew that 4,500 people were alive back in those days. Is there even anywhere, was it an outdoor wedding? Um, I didn't get the details, um, but, you know, I'm sure it's on MarthaStewart.com or something. <laughs> so she moved into Fernex Castle, and they started and started her new life. Fernex went away to war for a time, and his wife took care of his estate and in business dealings. On January 4th, 1604, he died at the age of 48, but it was unsure what he died of. He was suffering from debilitating pain in his legs. He and Elizabeth had been married for 29 years and had four daughters and four sons. When he died, he had... Gyergi Thurzo entrusted to take care of them. Thurzo would be the one who would lead the investigation eventually into Elizabeth's crimes. On December 26, 1609, on the orders of King Matthias, Thurzo went to visit Elizabeth and found several young girls being tortured in her home. Elizabeth already had a reputation for murdering servants and peasants in the area, but because she was of such high class, she was untouchable. It is speculated that one of Elizabeth's uncles taught her about Satanism and an aunt taught her about sadomasochism. See, I told you, it's always the uncle. It's always the uncle. There's more proof. (laughs) It is also said Elizabeth liked to jam pins and needles under the fingernails of Ah. her seven girls, whose ages ranged from 10 to 14, tie them down and smear them with honey, leaving them to be attacked by bees and ants. Wow, she was sadistic. She was fucking mean <laughs> allegedly uh, elizabeth helped had help from her former nurse and a local witch who would have local peasant girls abducted so they could torture and kill them they would offer them jobs in the castle which is one of the ways they would lure the girls in another way was to have the parents send them to the castle to learn courtly etiquette or they would simply take them by force forms of torture included burning beatings mutilating their hands biting chunks of their flesh from their faces, arms, and other body parts, and they would freeze or starve them to death. She sounds like a great yeah, fun time Yeah, I mean, and, and it's like she's of nobility, so it's not like she was starving. Yeah, she, she could get she away with it. She probably had plenty of she just venison enjoyed, and other delectables to yeah, eat. She just enjoyed having a sadistic lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me wonder where that all came from. The uncle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the aunt that taught her sadomasochism. Yeah. So anyway, it was rumored that she would bathe in their virgin blood because she believed it made her look young and beautiful. This is where Elizabeth Bathory became associated with the term vampire and was considered to be one of the earliest vampires recorded. Because of her high social standing, no one could do anything until she started to abduct girls from local nobles. In January 1611, Elizabeth and the others accused of helping her were put on trial for 80 counts of murder. 
because they were afraid of how her arrest and persecution would affect the nobility of her family. They could lose her property. There would be a stain on the family name. They instead chose to not execute her, but to put her under house arrest until she died at the age of 54 in August of 1614. Wow. So she didn't even, I mean, like a light slap on the wrist for all those murders. When she did die, they buried her in the church cemetery, but because of public outcry, she was removed and put into the Bathory family crypt. However, today, no one knows where her body is. Isn't that gross? Yeah, that makes me just shudder that somebody can be that messed up. They think that perhaps how her whole thing with blood got started was that when she would have her seizures, they would give her blood and put it on her lips. And so that started the taste for it. And that that's perhaps where um, that sort of pinch up for blood came from. Because she associated it with making herself feel better, I guess. And so she felt like the more she had it, the less chance she would have a seizure and then... Before you know, she's addicted to blood. Yeah, she's bathing in it because it looks her makes her look young and beautiful. And ooh, look how soft my skin is. Yeah, you know. Yeah. See how I mean, just one little thing can be <laughs> taken too far. Oh, or not far enough. <laughs> well, Holly, were you ever into video games? Yes, I liked Pac-Man. And I liked it, Space Invaders. That was really good. I probably really just dated myself. <laughs> Back in the Atari days. That's right. We already hey, know you're Atari. old. Yeah. Josh so ratted old. you out last so episode. So old. I know. <laughs> well, many video games are very scary, so it just makes sense that some of them would be haunted, right? Right. I re- you know, I remember getting terrified even playing like Nancy Drew video games. <laughs> well, Nancy Drew is kind of scary. Well, I know. And... There was terrifying. Like I don't know why I don't know why little girls would be playing this game. Is it freaking me out? Put down the wishing well and take the key out of the, the black book. Yeah, in the shelf corner. Uh, what am I saying? You know it. So you obviously have played yes. these games. Yes. So anyway, through the bullseye window. Well, I came across a story about a haunted video game, and one of the odd stories took place right here in Portland. Really? Yeah. We have a haunted video game here. We do. What? Have you heard of Polybius? Have I? No, I've never heard no. of that. Probably couldn't pronounce it, so. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure I couldn't. Away, you stayed away from all the video games you couldn't pronounce. Yeah, and there's a lot um, of them. <laughs> so anyway, well, they have these um, arcade games still around town. Have you been to Avalon? I have not, but I know a lot of people have gone there. It's a great place. They have all the older games like Tempest, oh, cool. Gauntlet, Caterpillar, even your Pac-Man. Yeah. So these uh, video games of Polybius started to appear back in 1981 at some of these arcade places around town. And it was described as being all black, so it was a, a cabinet game. Okay. Um, except, so one that you stand at and you yeah. have a joystick. Okay. And it was just all black except for the green joysticks and a logo of the name at the top of the machine. So it wasn't flash, flashy at all in any so way. So it was dark and mysterious, and it would catch your attention because it wasn't trying to catch your attention. That's right. It was supposedly made by a German company, and let me see if I can pronounce this, Zeineschluchen. Oh, even with an accent and everything. That is impressive, Carol. Thank you. I've got a little German. Thank you. Very good. And involved solving various puzzles, shooting games, and mazes. So the game was super popular and attracted long lines of kids wanting to play. However, it was soon discovered the game caused headaches, amnesia, 
paranoia, nightmares, and suicidal tendencies. Whoa, really? There, yep. There were reports that players were committing suicide shortly after playing the game. Are you fucking with me? No. That's a real story? Oh my God, that's terrifying. Yeah, there were also eyewitnesses uh, reporting that every evening uh, when the arcades were shutting down, mysterious men dressed in black would <laughs> come to the arcade and would seem to extract data or something from the machine. See, Holly? That's weird. Everything's connected. Oh, creepy, creepy. Yeah. So then, around a month after the game's arrival in Portland, it was removed from all the arcades without any warning. Because it was a test machine from the government. Hey, you <laughs> you are guessing the story. Also, when people tried to contact the company to find out the reason why their favorite game was taken away, they could no longer find any trace of the former game maker. Uh, it was like it never existed. Hmm. Some rumors suggested the game was an experiment in mind control or a mm -hmm. collection of tests to find out the effects of visual stimuli and long-term playing on the brain. <laughs> but other stories surrounding the weird factor of this game um, said it was definitely something alien-related. weird. Mm-hmm. Huh. And it gathered the attention of the TV show The Simpsons. Really? Yeah. Um, Maybe Matt Groening was home and heard about it or something, because he's a Portlander. Who? Matt Groening, the creator of The Simpsons. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably how he found out about yeah. it. Because, you know, like the streets in Northwest Portland are named after some of the characters on the show. Because I, think I where did he not grew know up. that. Yeah, Lovejoy. Reverend, Love, Reverend Lovejoy is from Lovejoy in Northwest Portland. I did not make that association. And Flanders. Flanders. Mm -hmm. And then there was another one. Do you remember what it is? Ooh. It's Flanders, Lovejoy, and there's a third one. Can I Google that while you're reading? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Cooch Street. <laughs> it wasn't Cooch. Oh, Kearney. 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 Yeah. Kearney. Kearney. That is really interesting, yeah, Holly. Little, Thank little you. Yeah, a little FYI trivia for you Simpson fans. That's out wonderful. So the Simpsons featured it on an episode where Polybius is seen next to another game where Bart is playing in an arcade. <laughs> it's just like subliminal. It's just That's like awesome. right next to him. That's great. So there's another strange game causing mysterious mental effects, and it's concerned with the Japanese version of Nintendo Game Boy's Game Pokemon Red and Green. Hmm. In the original release location of Japan, there quickly developed a mass of suicides among children from the ages 7 to 12, and this is no small number, about 200 of them. Wow. Is this the one that was giving them seizures? Yeah, okay. and it was right after playing the game. Yes, I remember so, hearing about that in the news. Right, so additionally, many others reported experiencing dizziness, migraine headaches, mm -hmm. seizures, nausea, hallucinations, and there was soon talk of the game being cursed or haunted oh, because wow. the main issue was a level of the game called Lavender Town. Everything had an odd purple hue, <laughs> giving it a creepy atmosphere. Mm. In the background, there was a haunting soundtrack with signals embedded within it that when played at a high enough frequency, only children could hear it. Oh, what? Like dogs hearing whistles? Mm -hmm. Children can hear a higher frequency than adults. Some children, not every not every child could hear them, like but indigo only children. Some. <laughs> right. So the kids that were sensitive enough, these signals interfered with their normal brainwave activity. Wow. And it caused them to have these seizures. Oh my God, that's crazy. So and this only happened when a player reached the mysterious lavender town. Well, of course, Nintendo denied any hidden signals or frequencies in the music. 
But because there were so many complaints about it, they decided to change the soundtrack before it was released to other markets overseas. Hmm. And after this change, coincidentally enough, there were no longer any issues associated with the game. Right. But strangely, Nintendo has never been held liable for any of these deaths. Wow. If you're super brave, I've heard you can view the Lavender original level online and hear the original soundtrack of the game. But warning, you might not want to do that with any kids around. Wow. It makes me think of the podcast, The Black Tapes. Remember we used to yeah. listen to that and she talked about the, the unsound? Ta- oh, I love The Black yeah, Tapes. Yeah, that's what it makes me think of. The you black know, tapes I think a lot of their ideas, they got from real video games. My coworker told me that they're going to come out with more episodes because, you know, they ended it in kind of a bizarre way. Mm-hmm. But I think she told me that they're going to come back with some more. Cool. So that'll be good to hear. Yeah, yeah, I liked that yeah, show. I did too. So Morrowind is a popular online game. My, um, you know, I've I know a lot of people that play this one, and it's from the Elder Scrolls edition, uh, number three. <laughs> and it's always encouraged players to kind of create slight changes in the game by downloading what are called mods, modifications. So like aspects of their character, weapons, armor. You can also download um, new characters for the game and quests. So this particular mod for the game, when users downloaded it, it gained a legend for being very, very evil. This particular modification was originally thought to be nothing more than just a virus, as it typically froze player screens, erased all saved episodes of the game, and just, you know, was frustrating for people. Is it like artificial intelligence? Your computer is thinking for itself now? That's so eventually, scary. we'll have to do AI sometime because that's really scary. Eventually, players were able to get the mod to work, but it turned out to be even more strange and creepy. Opening the mod immediately shows that all characters in the game have died and causes a player's health to rapidly deteriorate if they stay in any one place too long. Hmm. Upon dying from this apparent glitch, a new non player character would appear who looked to have limbs that were long and unsettling, which was called the assassin. But really, you and I both know, the character should be called Slenderman. (laughs) Just based on this description, right? Yeah. So see, Holly, it's all connected. That's right. That's right. Anyhow, this character was said to run away and then reappear later on in the game, haunting the player, hiding in the shadows, Lurking in corners, appearing and disappearing. And it is said that when the game changed to nighttime, all these characters who were left alive would come out on the screen and gaze up at the sky. When a player tried to engage these characters in conversation, they all would repeat the same thing, simply saying, watch the sky. So this game also features several dungeons. Players have found even a new dungeon in this game, and so this particular dungeon freaks people out. Hmm. Gamers say when you find this particular dungeon, a hall of portraits are lined with pictures that are taken straight from the player's own picture folder on their computer. Oh, well, that's disturbing. That's super stalkerish. <laughs> they shouldn't be able to get into those photos. Right. But just as creepy is that when you get to the end of the hall of portraits, there's a door that's locked and nobody seems to have a way of getting through it. This is so frustrating of an issue that supposedly it causes such an obsession that players eventually go mad. And I wonder, Holly, if the trick is just a simple thing like, 
if the program finds a nudie pic, or maybe it's just a, a dog <laughs> picture of a certain breed, it'll open the door for you. <laughs> but, you know. Knowing if there's ga- porn on your computer, your door yeah. will automatically Knowing gamers, open. though, that's already probably been done. So right. Whatever. Sure. It's probably some random pick that we just wouldn't think of, like a daisy or something. (laughs) Anyway, it's said that if the player spends too much time trying to unlock the door, the assassin himself will materialize in the real world. In the real world? Not on the game? In the real world and haunt them, causing horrible nightmares. Isn't that a great game? Yeah, I don't think so. No, I don't. I would definitely not play that. <laughs> I would not want to do that. So Majora's Mask is another creepy, creepy uh, tale of a game that's huh. made rounds in recent years. Yes. And it's possibly an urban legend, but it's concerning the game of Nintendo's Zelda series. Oh, I've heard of Zelda. The story has its origins on the web community 4chan, on which a user came forward with a sinister story. The player claimed that he had come into the possession of a blank Nintendo N64 game cartridge with the words Majora's Mask scrawled across it in simple black magic marker. (laughs) The gamer said that when he inserted the cartridge into his console, he immediately noticed that there was already a saved game on it titled Ben. Ben. When the user deleted the so saved yeah, when the user deleted the saved game and started a new one, he apparently noticed that all of the characters in the game referred to him as Ben, hmm. <laughs> which he took just to be a glitch at first. To fix the issue, he said he simply deleted the Ben file and started all over again. But this became odd when the backgrounds of the game became more surreal with distorted scenery, and a soundtrack interrupted by screeches even playing backwards sometimes. Ooh, that's creepy. Yeah, and there was also a twisted copy or an avatar of the game's main character following him also Uh. around in the shadows. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) No. So after a second time of restarting this game, the Ben file that he previously deleted had somehow been mysteriously restored. But this time, there was also a second file on the cartridge entitled with the name Drowned. Oh, no. Yeah. Any attempts to play a new game after this was allegedly blocked from progressing and ended with the same results, that the character would abruptly die and a message would appear which read, You've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? (laughs) So, there were various screenshots posted online showing this haunted game, but nobody has been able to see the actual cartridge or has been able to interview or research further because this gamer is anonymous. Oh. So, who knows? Who knows? But it certainly is creepy. That is creepy. So, the next game is probably my favorite. Okay. It's called Fallout 3. Fallout. And it's a role-playing game which takes place in Washington, D.C. in an apocalyptic world. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. So you get to to pick your role? Yeah. You know, you just, you have missions to play and you're trying to like, you know, prevent doom from your world happening. Evading the trend of being cursed or haunted, this mysterious video game is said to have paranormal activity 
by foretelling the future. Oh, interesting. Oh. You and I are both like fortune telling. Yeah, isn't that yes. cool? Yes. The game assigns several missions, and during the game, the player will often receive ghostly radio transmissions, which are part of the actual game and include such things as dramatized broadcasts and music in order to alert the player of their mission objectives to create an atmosphere of suspense. Hmm. However, players apparently picked up what seems to be a different type of broadcasting when they get up to this high level. Okay. And it's different from the others because it broadcasts a series of numbers in Morse code, which represent dates. And the DJ on these audio broadcasts can be heard to say prophetic things. So these numbers are always single digits between 9 and 12 characters long, such as 9379172034. And then he then proceeds to utilize this code to send a message playing to the song, I don't want to set the world on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And some messages broadcasted, including wash the car today, maybe Chinese for dinner. (laughs) Have you watched my YouTube video yet where I uploaded myself kicking bums in the nuts? These are all prophetic messages. No, (laughs) yeah, these are just random things that's saying, but it gets creepier. Okay. This has led people to believe that these coded messages have to do with real life events because soon a player noticed that there was a message that said, you know, it predicted Gary Coleman's death. Oh. Because it said, what you talking about, you'll be missed. And it was the exact date that he died. Oh, but it happened before he died. So that's the theory. Like they're trying to figure out which ones were actually in the past and which ones are in the future. So rumor goes on to state that the community quickly started piling up interpretations. and As people will do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so a, a couple other ones were at 402 March 19th, 2014, the queen has died today. So we know that the queen didn't die mm-hmm. because we're now in uh, 2020. Yeah. But there was a hoax that came out saying the queen died. Oh, in 2014? Um, not in 2014, 2018, but it was on the exact same date and oh, the exact same that's time weird. of March 19th. Wow. You know, how, how close do you want to get to prophecy? Some yeah. Even, you know, Nostradamus was off a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Penicillin. Oh, he forgot the L, so he was wrong. Right. So, yeah, he even predicted the Deepwater Horizon oil rig disaster that took place April 20th, 2010, down to the exact hour, they said. Really? Well, Which that's pretty accurate. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. There is one and only one message that is not preceded by a string of numbers. Hmm. This is the most apocalyptic message, which kind of fits the game. Great. Yeah. The message states, I can't believe they've actually done it. Not long now left. They were warned, but they just had to keep pushing the boundaries of science. Uh Uh-oh. The noise. I can't take the noise anymore and the light. Dear God, the universe is slowly unraveling around us. I'm not going to wait for death. I have a pistol in the attic. Uh, the time stamp is 127 on July 6, 2027. So we have seven years left? Yeah, doesn't that sound super creepy? That sounds horrible. I know, it's awful. Ugh. So anyway, so people who are debunk- debunking this are yeah. saying, look, you know, probably what happened is people went on and like posted it to these boards saying this is what was predicted in the game. Mm-hmm. And but was interesting is while they were talking all about the game, 
the board owner blocked any more communication because they were posting the numbers and everything on oh. there. And uh, they weren't allowed to talk about it anymore. Ew. So that, that only leads to more like creepiness around the yeah. store. I have one final story to end my haunting video games mm. with. This game is called Kill Switch. Ooh. It's a game that was supposedly created by Soviet gaming company Carvina Corporation in 1989. The Soviets. The Russians. Mm-hmm. That's always the Russians. Only limited copies of the game were produced. There was only between 5,000 to 10,000 copies. And it was very, very popular among Soviet gamers. Huh. The game itself was a pioneer in the survival horror genre. You had to choose between two characters, a girl or an invisible demon. (laughs) (laughs) Do they fight each other? Wouldn't it be awesome? (laughs) No, the goal of the game was to navigate through an abandoned coal mine Mm -hmm. while battling demons and coal monsters. I don't know why anyone would choose a girl. Because you would think if you're battling demons and coal monsters, you would want an invisible demon to do that. You're going to battle coal monsters. I know. But as it was hard to navigate the game with an invisible character that you can't see. <laughs> nobody no one ever... knows you're there. They walk right into you all the time. Right. So, so people, rude. people chose to complete the game with the girl character. And unfortunately, no one ever completed the game with the invisible demon. Because upon the final test or challenge, your entire progress would just be erased from your hard drive. <laughs> I think that's totally appropriate stunt. If you're yeah. a... If you're an invisible demon. Yeah, you don't really exist as it is, so your hard drive should be erased. That's right. (laughs) So in 2005, an unopened copy of the self-deleting game surfaced on eBay. Oh, eBay. Oh, thanks, eBay. (laughs) Guess how much it was bought for? $2,462. Oh, no, much more than that. Oh, okay, how much? $733,000. Oh, what? Yeah, by a man from Japan... Named Yamamoto Ryuchi. Mr. Roboto. <laughs> <laughs> and after he purchased the game, he'd planned to document his play through the game on YouTube as the Invisible Demon. <laughs> but after months of nothing being posted, people kept like checking, and the only video Ryuchi put up was of him staring at his computer screen and crying. <laughs> in defeat that's right so just remember Mm. folks next time you play an innocent video game you're dealing with electricity yeah so don't play it at the witching hour whatever you do no not not at midnight don't go there because on fourth of july halloween friday the 13th easter sunday right because ghosts and electricity go hand hand together ghost in the machine ghost in the machines yeah they yeah. can haunt a machine, no problem. One haunted my car for several months. I'll just stick to Go Fish, personally. Yeah. Uh, you know, those regular playing cards just suit me fine. <laughs> yeah. Video games. I like video games. I've actually, I haven't played any probably since I was a kid. But I have had people in my life that do. And every once in a while, I might play with one. And yeah. all of a sudden, like you sit down at like 9 o'clock at night. And you start playing, and the next thing you know, it's 4 a.m. And, and you, you do have get obsessed. no idea that that time left you. Right. And I think in a lot of these situations, you are so obsessed with it because you've got to overcome that challenge. You have to unlock the door. Yeah. And a lot of people create an entire world for themselves online. Like they meet their spouse, 
They sell their goods. They have entire lives in these um, made-up worlds. Right. That's called that they've created. Sin yeah. families. Yeah. And it's amazing. People will leave their spouses so they can go marry the person they met in this video game that lives on the other side of the country. And I mean, it's crazy. It's just interesting that it's really transformed our culture in a lot of ways. Yeah. But now you're telling us that you can be haunted by a ghost as well if you're playing. You can. And uh, the Japanese have this thing now where they're trying to get past you know, because they're lonely, I guess, over there. And they want to, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, there's a, there's, there's a, Aragato, there's Mr. a large Roboto. population that are single and they're not able to find their partner. So they want to make marriage legal between like things like them and a stuffed animal or like maybe their no. video game. They're trying or, to marry their stuffed animal or a robot or something. It's already happening. That makes me sad. It's happening. <gasps> What's your take on our artificial intelligence? I've seen the Terminator. I know. We That's have all, all seen the Terminator. Know. It's so scary. But I, I do mean, like the idea of... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger coming to haunt you. Uh, no, I do. I do like the idea of like a robot maid. That would be fun. <laughs> as long as she can't think for herself. No. <laughs> and then try to kill you at the middle of the night. With a, a knife slicing motions over your head. Yeah. <laughs> it has to have like no appendages of any kind. No that's appendages. Right. It just has to be like a cylinder. Or something. Yes, right. No, yeah. no that's sexual right. appeal to the to the maid. Anyone who practiced it as they, it was opposed. To, um, it was fuck. Let me try this again. Yeah, I mean, if she's of that kind of nobility, um, no one's going to take her down, and she knows that. Yeah, yeah she can kill. Whoever Must have been she hard wants. to get local uh, local hires for house housekeepers. After a while, yeah, there's like, like... Ta- there's a rumor going around that the girls go in that castle and they do not come back. <laughs> in the Gulf of Mexico, mm. in December tenth, twenty ten. April twentieth. April twentieth, twenty ten. God dang it! Monotheism. Some disasters, such as the Deepwater Horizon oil rig, (laughs) we're losing Carol. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. guys be sure to follow us on instagram our handle is at fireside phantoms if you have a spooky story you would like to share with us send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode